live. You can bring up what you want. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As I was scouting about uh, the Internet for uh, show prep stuff today, I spotted something on one of my radio industry websites. And from time to time, you will see a story pop up about somebody running a pirate radio station. And since I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a fan of uh, pirate radio, I uh, clicked through the story. It's out of Ottawa, the Ottawa Citizen, uh, reporting on a 14-year-old that is, as they say, spinning the hits at 91.9 FM but without a license, and he's apparently been doing it for just over a week or so, and they're already jumping down his uh, his throat. He over must this. be in a metro, Ottawa, Canada. Okay, which is a fairly you know fairly large place. It's not small. Uh, it's I guess just to the west of Montreal, to the northeast of Toronto. It's not as big as either of those two places, from what I understand, but still, uh, it's a decent metro. And it's the capital, and we can't have this kind of behavior in the capital. Is that the capital? I didn't. I didn't know. ask him. I don't. Uh, well, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk to the the uh, the man behind this. Fourteen uh, year old Jay Hod is with us on the on the line. Jay Hod, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Saadi. Saadi. Uh, so, Jay Hod, welcome to Free Talk Live. Glad you uh, came on the show tonight. You'd, you'd asked me earlier what kind of questions was I going to ask you, and I just winged this stuff, so I don't have a set amount of questions <laughs> or, or anything okay. like that. But what, well, let's start at the beginning. I mean, the, the station's only been on the air for a, a couple of weeks. What was it that inspired you to put your own uh, radio transmitter on the air without going through the uh, government uh, permission slip process first? Well, I didn't really know we needed a license. But um, I always wanted to have a station since I was young, so I just uh, bought the equipment and went on air. Where did you pick up the equipment? I mean, it, you can get a uh, fairly cheap kind of China brand transmitter on eBay for a couple hundred bucks, but I see in the story here it says you've got professional-grade equipment. So did you get, like, what kind of money did you spend on equipment? Well, I spent a lot, but it was uh, the equipment is not the... Uh, from uh, the internet, it's from uh, you know the company uh, Nikon. Um, I think that's a transmitter manufacturer. So that's that's like a professional grade transmitter, then, right? Yeah, they they are in most stations have this uh, kind of transmitter. How did you learn about all this? I mean, have you been involved uh, in radio? Is your family involved in radio? How did you figure out what you needed to get? Well, um, I just uh, typed online what you needed to get uh, for a transmission. And I uh, looked for the equipment, and I just bought the equipment, and uh, well, nobody's involved in the radio in my family. So, so it's just you. You know, it's yeah. amazing, the Internet. Um, <laughs> a yeah. guy who doesn't really know anything about broadcasting can go in, uh, type in this stuff, figure it all out on his own, and put a radio station on. Yeah, How long easy. did it take you to do? Well, I got the stuff the same day that I went on a. So you 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 the stuff arrived. You plugged it all in and flipped it on, and you were good to go. What about what about automation? I mean, you mentioned in the uh, the story here from OttawaCitizen.com that you're the only staff member of the station. So and you're going to school during the day. So when you get out of school, you go to the station and you basically spend the rest of your day there. But it's it's running 24 hours a day. So did you purchase professional radio automation software? Or did you find some kind of freebie stuff on the internet? Well, I'm using like a software. It's for uh, most radio stations use it too. It's uh, but it's free. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I use. Well, well, go ahead and give I them a plug. I'm, I'm curious as to what you're using because most stations I've been at uh, have paid thousands of dollars for their, their automation software. Well, I, I'm using Zara Radio. Do you know that? I've heard of them. Yep, yeah. I've heard of them. Okay, very cool. So you got the transmitter. You got the automation. I guess, I guess you already had a bunch of uh, MP3s that you were ready to go with by that point, right? Yeah, I have uh, over 10,000. Wow, and what's the format? What what kind of what kind of hits do you spend spin? Oh, I have dance and top forty. And this so, is the kind of music you're passionate about. Yeah. Yep. So did you feel as though that uh, that wasn't represented in Ottawa? Why why did you feel as though you needed to put? I mean, because most most metros have a top forty station already in them. Yeah. What what was the reason why you decided you wanted to start your own? Because um. You know when you request their songs, mm-hmm. um, like sometimes they say they'll just get it on, but they never put it on for the whole day. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, the, the answer is they, <laughs> they're lying to you. The, the trained response is, I mean, having been a former disc jockey uh, in my early days in radio, the response, the best response to give a caller when they get, have a request is, I'll try to get that on for you. So, so that way it sounds like they're going to actually do something about getting the, the song on, but they said they were going to try, so that means that if they don't, then... Right. The guy who answers the phone doesn't program uh, the, the music into when it's played. That's a guy called the program director, and you'll never get... You'll rarely get that guy on the phone. Well, you get Jay Hot on the phone when you call his studio. Right, and, and, and this, is, this, is, this just goes to show how um, radio, in being unresponsive to its listenership, um, you know, commercial radio, because they don't have competition, inspires people to want to compete and the governmental process of getting a license prevents that. Now, I don't know how difficult it is to get a, a governmental license in Canada versus uh, the it's United gotta States. It's got to be the same level of nightmare. I don't know. Uh, Jihad, you, when I spoke with you on the phone earlier today, uh, inviting you on the show, you did mention to me that you were planning on, or you were in the process of trying to get a government license. Was that after they, uh, they decided to come down on you? What did they do? Did they, bring, did they send a, a, mean, a mean guy to your house, or uh, did they you know, send well, a nasty um, letter? Well, actually, I wasn't here, and uh, so, and like people that uh, work here, well, it's not in a house, it's in a building, Mm -hmm. so people that work in this building, they uh, told me, well, there was three uh, guys and one woman. Wow. (laughs) They sent the whole crew out. And they wanted to know who owned the radio station. Mm. Nobody knew that worked here, Um, and they had like this big truck i was told that like a big truck with like hmm. all tracking stuff right and uh yeah and they well they just wanted to know and they didn't say anything to the people here and after uh when i got home uh they uh called me the people that was in the building mm-hmm. and they told me uh, uh some people were here asking who owns the station and after the the girl gave a card to him so after I called back to wonder uh, what was going on, and uh, they said that uh, I needed a license. Well, they're always going to say that. But uh, now one of the things that uh, that I was noticing in the story here is they're threatening fines of $250 per day uh, per offense. So I don't know if that means there's multiple offenses or if there's just one, but you're looking at a $250 a day fine. And it, what would be very interesting to me is to watch and see what the uh, the Canadian equivalent of the FCC would do about a 14-year-old operating a radio, a pirate radio station. How are they going to get him to pay 250 bucks? What are they going to do? Take away his skateboard? I mean, <laughs> right. uh, now, now to be, let me clear something up here though, Jihad. I mean, you are operating this out of a commercial building that apparently is owned by your father, and so do you feel like they would try to come after him for this? Well. 
I don't think they can because I bought all the equipment and <laughs> my stuff. Well, I, I don't know what they would do. Yeah, it's hard to say. So, so you decided that uh, you didn't want to be intimidated by these people and you wanted to go through the process of uh, of getting a license. And you said that was thousands of dollars to apply. Well, I don't even know the price, but um, it must be because the engineer cost about thousands of dollars. Plus the license must be a lot. So who is doing the applying? Is it uh, a, did you guys hire a lawyer, you and your dad, or what? How's that working? Well, we found an engineer, mm-hmm. a broadcasting engineer, and uh, they're gonna apply. And I'm not gonna shut off the station. I have to say that's pretty ballsy. So I mean, yeah. you still go, even though you're going through the process of application with the the government, you're still running uh, illegally. Essentially, you're running a pirate's uh, station until if that goes through, and it, it may not because sometimes the it you know it's all gonna depend on how they uh, they're seen in the the press. And as of right now, you're getting pretty positive press. I mean, people are yeah. saying good things. So they're about liable it. to try to give you a license just to to not Make have to come away. after you. Yeah, yeah. So this will be very interesting to see uh, how things come out. And I know that you said that you were short on time here, so we can't hold you through, right? Jayhan, you got to go. Well, um, I'm not sure because the TV stations already came. Okay. All right, I'll tell you uh, what. I have a few more kind of techie questions, and uh, I want to see where you're going to go with this in the future. So if you don't mind, I'd like to have you on for just a little bit more. Okay. All right, more with Jayhan here in moments. And uh, so 14-year-old entrepreneur uh, kicking off his own pirate radio station in the Canadian city of Ottawa. And getting fairly positive press about this. People are saying they like the station because he actually plays their requests. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. What you want, just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We will get to your calls about absolutely anything. I wanted to have somebody on the line here, though, to start things out tonight. Uh, from Ottawa, Canada, he's all of 14 years old, and he's got his own radio station. Jayhad is with us, and he is the guy who's behind uh, the station up in Ottawa, Canada, which is currently airing 24 hours a day on 91.9 FM. The news broke in the Ottawa Citizen as of, I think, this morning. And he's been operating the station for about a... When did you go on the air? About a week ago. So about a week ago, and then how long was it before the uh, the feds showed up? Um, well, I think they showed up Monday. So they were pretty quick on that. Now, you didn't go on the air and step on anybody else's frequency. You didn't tr- start transmitting uh, on an existing station or anything like that, did you? No, but because um, uh, another station complained. Sure. That's oh, well, typically, sure. <laughs> typically how it is. <laughs> right. The other station doesn't want you on the air, period. It doesn't matter where well, on the dial you are. <laughs> well, um, it's a company, and they have three stations in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like Chum or something. Yeah, that's Chum. their company name. <laughs> 
Right, right. And uh, typically what you're dealing with, the mindset there is that it's kind of a abuse victim mindset wherein people that are abused tend to uh, want other people to be abused as well. And so these, these people have gone through whatever the arduous process of getting a license, a government license is, and they, they get very upset when people uh, just decide to flip on a transmitter without begging the government for permission I first. disagree. I think that they do it because they're exclusionary. They just don't want competition. Who would want competition? Well, yeah, but they they wouldn't be able to call and complain if he'd actually gone and gotten a license first. So they're they're bitching and moaning because he didn't go through the same uh, abusive he process. Could, if they he tried did. to go get a license uh, before without you know if using the the regular tactics, he'd have never gotten one. Maybe I mean we I don't mean, know now how... he may because he's 14 years old. He's oh. got some great press and all that well, other stuff. Well, now we don't know how bad it is up in Canada. I don't, it may be easier up in Canada than it than, may be, than but I don't in believe it. United States. Uh, but but now let's let me talk let me talk a little bit more to you about kind of the tech side of things. You went out, you figured out what you needed just by searching the internet to uh, figure out kind of the technical uh, side of things as far as the transmitter and the software that, and all of that. How many watts did you decide to go with? Well, I have uh, two thousand three hundred and four on the Are FM you dial. Serious? Two, yeah. You've got a two thousand watt transmitter. Yeah. All right. So. Now, you didn't buy this with your lunch money, right? I mean, this, no. how much did this cost? Well, it cost a lot because uh, my grandfather died, so he left me some money. Oh, so okay. So I wanted to spend it on something, and I always wanted a station, so I said, okay, I'll buy a station. Wow. Now, um, in the United States, uh, 91.9 would be considered a non-commercial uh, section of the dial. You wouldn't be able to run commercials in that section of the dial if you had gotten, you know, basically you get a non-commercial license down there. Um, and they're usually cheaper and they're, they're um, run by not-for-profit organizations like churches and, and organizations like that. Is that true in Canada or do you not know? Well, I don't know, but my station does work in the United States. So it goes, you mean, it goes across the borders? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the FCC loves that. So, so two thousand watts. I mean, what what does that cost? Because I've looked at transmitters, but I've only really looked at the like the fifty to three hundred watt range, and they get pretty pricey right away. I mean, you can you can drop two grand on a fifty watt uh, professional grade transmitter. Oh yeah, he went pretty over that easily. He got an inheritance, man. I mean, do you mind telling us just out of just out of curiosity, what does it cost for a two thousand plus watt transmitter? Well, um. It's like about twenty five thousand, but we bought the antenna and the, the RDS and the audio processor, mm-hmm. so we got a deal. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! Big uh, setup. So, so clearly the uh, the feds know that they're up against somebody that can afford to hire an attorney and can afford to you know go through whatever the process is. I I wish you the best of luck with your uh, your project here and and. I know they're going to try to hit you with these $250 a day fines, and it sounds like that's going to be water off the duck's back for you. Um, and odds are, if you don't pay those fines, they're not going to let you have the license. So the the path you're going down, you're probably going to have to pay those. Uh, of course, it's still my fantasy that somebody will put a pirate station or a community station on the air and not pay any of the fines and just jump it around town and try to avoid the uh, the FCC. But I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, to you, Jayhad, really uh, you're a courageous guy just to do what you've done. I don't know. I don't know if you realize how courageous you uh, you were being because, you, like you said, you didn't know that uh, you needed a license. But I still uh, commend you for it. Is there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Uh, no. Thank hey, you, thanks so much, and good luck with your station. We'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on the Ottawa Citizen and uh, see if anything else develops. And good luck. Thank you for the call. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So bumbling into a uh, a purchase of a radio station with thousands and thousands of dollars and.
Funny. Didn't know that he needed a license. Yeah, well, all it. that looking on the internet, you would have thought that it would come across that information. But you know, maybe you didn't make. understand what it meant. Yeah. Well, how could you? I mean, look, I went through the process of. I looking. never even considered the idea at his age of putting on a radio station. So I mean, I, I, th- I was thinking commended. about it at about age sixteen, and I remember when I was. I guess it was the late '90s. I started looking into it just to see, because I was I was absolutely aware that the you know pirate. I I was well aware of the concept of pirate radio. That's what I fell in love with. That's how I ended up into commercial radio in general. Was because I figured, well, if I'm going to do pirate radio, well, I might as well learn how to do regular radio first. And now things led to other things, and now here we are on 58 commercial radio stations. But when I was looking into it, it was it was like a maze trying oh. to figure out. It's intended to be that difficult. It's intended that you have to, you have to employ, or employ their FCC attorneys and all that other stuff. It's right. all one big incestuous little um, nepotistic pot. There. I was just recently, just for, just, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe I'm weird for this, but I just wanted to find out what is the application fee? Because we've said on the air before that it's, we think it's thousands, but I wanted to know, like, well, I've, been, I've been saying this on the air, what does it actually cost to just apply? Now, first of all, you have to, at least with the FCC, there's a window in which you can apply. Right, so, you can't even apply when, it's, when the window isn't open. Yeah, if they're not accepting applications, then you, you can't even apply. But So if you're in the window, you can apply, and I was trying to figure out, what does it cost? And I was digging and digging it. I must have spent a half an hour to an hour just looking around the internet, poking through the FCC's confusing website. You don't need to know that, son. You need to employ an FCC attorney. I know. That's what they want you to do. I could not ascertain. 500 bucks an hour, baby. I I could not ascertain how much it was to simply apply for a radio station. That's what the government's about. It's run by attorneys. It's a government of attorneys for the attorneys and by the attorneys. And it's set up so that you simply can't wade through their crap without their attorneys. That's it. So the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. So even if you don't have a wealthy grandfather that has left you thousands upon thousands of dollars, you could still put your own community radio station on the air for eh, a couple grand. You could, do a, you could do a station that would cover a relatively decent area uh, well, for a couple grand. You probably could, but the uh, it's it's the return on investment that's the biggest of deals, and and it's one thing to put a, a station on air; it's another thing entirely to take ad money for that station. As far as the uh, you know the the then you're really going to piss people off. Yeah, and then it's if you are re- running a real business with real salespeople and real office and all that stuff, so that you can take you know real ad money. I'm not talking about a couple of bucks from that'd a be pretty ballsy. Shop. I mean, that's that's pretty. I don't even know if that happens very often out in the world of pirate radio. Usually, it's I just, have seen an ad. Uh, schedule from a pirate radio station before, wow. but it was you know it wasn't much and it wasn't even reaching where it was that I had the piece of paper in my hand. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I don't think it happens too often though. I think it's usually just somebody doing it. As they a may hobby. do it, and but you know as well as I do, when I started going out and looking for advertisement for Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. it took me months just to get people on board. Right. And at that time, we had twenty something radio stations. But if you're starting a radio station for a couple grand, you can sell ads pretty dirt cheap. Because your overhead's just not going to be there. What was our overhead on Free Talk Live when I started selling ads? Not much. Right, there you go. Toll free numbers 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com. If you want to be part of the solution, otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And features including, by the way, the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours, and you can listen and enjoy on us at freetalklive.com. Plus, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire amongst hundreds and soon thousands of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people that are moving here to get active for freedom. Head over to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. That's freestateproject.org. As we go to Ryan in Virginia, you're on Free Talk Live. Ryan. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I, I've called before about vaccines, that sort of thing. But today I wanted to talk to you about the philosophy of science. The philosophy, philosophy of, of science. science. Okay. Basically, it's because I, uh, I I really like to be beaten up on the air. So I'm, I'm <laughs> calling you because... Uh, Do you feel you get beaten okay. up? Because I mean, I, I I do I am capable of beating beating people up on the air, but I feel no, like no, 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 I, no, I give no, you a pretty I, safe. I don't feel that like you actually beat me up. No. Okay. I um, I, I feel very respected. But um, so the whole thing that I was going to call about was because I think most of these things, um, you know, nine eleven truth, um, uh, the Bilderbergers, uh, anti vaccine movements, um, a lot of those sorts of things all have in common sort of the misunderstanding of how science works. You you did did you, well, listen to, si- did you listen to last night's show where we talked about how vaccines are not um, you know tested with the scientific method? I missed last night's show. Okay, um, the, you do understand that there are no vaccines that are tested with a control group, and that vaccine companies are not held legally liable for uh, any problems with their product, right? Well, technically, there hasn't been a test of a vaccine with a control group in several decades. Uh, there have been some. Oh, I, I, I haven't. I've, I've heard there that there been, are none, but okay. You know, retro, you know, population studies that have groups that are not vaccinated, but they're not obviously not randomized into it. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to randomize because at that point you have to uh, refuse you know, vaccines. Instance, the flu shot has been tested randomly. Hello? Do we lose him? Ryan? It's the Bilderbergers. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I just heard a little noise. I did hear something. Maybe yeah. he just went into a bad cell. Didn't need to go on. You can, you're welcome to call back on that. Anytime there's a technical difficulty that prevents a conversation, always welcome to call back. Otherwise, it's only one call per night on Free Talk Live. One of the things I don't appreciate about what he said there was he lumped in uh, people that are not necessarily interested in vaccines, as you and I are not necessarily, Mark. With 9/11 truthers and uh, Bilderberger uh, conspiracy. Sure, theorists. I mean they can they can just as easily lump in. Uh, it's it's you know you, why not just throw in uh, raci- racist bigots and ple- people that believe in smaller government? I mean just throw everybody in, paint them with a with a broad broad b- brush. I mean it's fun to do. Um, <laughs> look, I don't know what the sci- and then he said that they're all people that don't understand the scientific uh, method, and I don't know what Bilderberger conspiracy theorists have to do with the scientific anything. Yeah, it's just uh, people that are. Those are people that are obsessed with knowing. Like they're, they're, it's almost like a celebrity obsession in a way, except they're not really celebrities. The people they're they're obsessed with these Bilderberger groups, which is this this supposedly secretive. Uh, this it is secretive. It is a secretive meeting of the the world's elites coming together to plot to destroy the world and to kill eighty percent of the population or whatever the uh, the allegations are out there about them. And uh, it's 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 almost like a, a kind of a celebrity obsession because the people that are interested in that 
are very good at naming names. Like, ooh, well, so and so's in the building. So and so's in the. Oh yeah, we were there. We were there this year. We saw them coming in. So and so and so and so and so. It's like, so what? I mean, if what you're saying is true, then okay, it's believable that there are people that are in uh, search of power, people who are in possession of power, that are uh, interested in lording it over others. Yeah, I, be- I believe all that. What does it matter who they are? They are always going to be changing. They are always going to be, you know, there's always going to be somebody new being inducted uh, into the halls of power. What, what does it matter if you have, a, you know, a list of who they all are? I never really figured that out. Anyway, uh, Ryan, uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Did you, were you on a cell phone? Uh, yeah, I am. But um, I am, what they all have in common is sort of a, an inability to follow where the data actually leads and an obsession with uh, personalities and with um, personal things over actual work and data. I understand um, where you're saying that, you know, sometimes uh, people experience things that uh, draw them to conclusions that aren't true in the real world. Like you experienced getting sick from having the flu shot twice, Mark, and so therefore... And so people will tell me that either this was a coincidence or, you know, they'll, they'll come up with all kinds of explanations that aren't, I get sick from flu shots. What would you say to that? And, and it's, it's, uh, we don't have any real way of knowing either way, one way or the other. Well, sure you. we do. I could go out and get a flu shot. Um, odds are actually good that it was a coincidence. But <laughs> See? Now, odds yeah, are good. Right. It's not, not something that's... Uh, right, that, but this is, this is how science, the people... Kind of thing is actually amenable to solving. Right, but this is, the, this is how the people that, believe in, that claim to believe in science really lose people. Because when you say that it's a coincidence that I got sick two times after two different flu shots in two different years, I say to you, screw you, man. I know what happened. Like, I had a, a general experience, and I know what that's like. And, the, and so, like, you've lost your audience. I think he's gone again. Thanks for the call. We're just, that's going to be it. Second time, uh, that's enough. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Go ahead, call us out if you think. Look, it's not like he, well, it seems like what he's trying to do with you, Mark, is that he's trying to say that, hey, Mark, there's all this science that says this stuff works, so you should just have another one. Go ahead. It was just a coincidence. No problem. Sure, it was two in a row. Sure, it was really, you were really, really sick. But uh, the third time's the charm. Go ahead and give it another shot. I'm just not interested in it. No Thank you. I don't blame you, and man. Then, you know, the the questions one has to ask is why is it that vaccines companies um, don't uh, don't have to uh, you know the government protects them from lawsuits in in this area and if they're protected in that area, what are they incentivized to do? It seems like they're incentivized to do whatever the heck they feel like, um, and because they don't have to worry about uh, no consequences. Consequences. Sickle CAI toll free line eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two thirty-one, and maybe the vaccine, and maybe flu vaccines do prevent a certain amount of people from getting the flu. I have no idea, but I also know that a certain amount of people have allergic reactions to vaccines, and so the, the these pro-vaxxers just kind of dismiss that that the one percent or whatever whatever it is, yeah. that that percentage is, and those people hey, it's the price got, you pay. You got to break a few eggs, right? make an omelet. So you know when you're when you're talking about killing these people's kids, then then you know suddenly they get yeah maybe they. They get outraged. Maybe they get uh, unreasonable to call them conspiracy theorists. 
I don't know. Doesn't seem like you're the really conspiracy uh, theory of that. There is a conspiracy theory side to people that are anti-vaccine. Well, there's a conspiracy here. It's a conspiracy to keep vaccine companies from having to pay damages to the people that take their product and get hurt. Well, there's that's that. your conspiracy. Well, sure, sure. There's that. But I was talking about more the wacky uh, side of things, and it, one of those would be that well, they're trying to kill people with these vaccines. They're actually going to pass this uh, deadly virus that's going to exterminate 80 percent of the world's population. I certainly don't believe that. No, no, certainly not. But that's what I was saying is there is a conspiracy theory extremist kind of side to the world of uh, why would they that... do that when they have chemtrails <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding of course you yes, don't yeah. okay 800-25 last thing we need is more of those chemtrail callers 800-259-9231 uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind coming up here uh, the latest from maricopa county there's always something new to talk about in the world of the police state out of Maricopa County. Now, in case you aren't aware, this is uh, it's where Phoenix is in Arizona, and the sheriff of Maricopa County is a man named Sheriff Joe. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, former DEA head of uh, Mexico City, stationed in Mexico City now and has been for a long time now, the sheriff of uh, Maricopa County, long known as probably the most at least, if not the most corrupt sheriff in America, certainly the most well-known corrupt sheriff in America. I mean, there's a very good chance that there are sheriffs that are more corrupt than Joe Arpaio. It's just that maybe they're just better at keeping it quiet. Uh, But this guy, he's awful. He forces people into prison uh, that is not like prison that you've ever heard of before, unless you've heard of Sheriff Joe. It's Tent City, where people are forced to live outdoors in the Arizona desert all day and all night. I mean, it's worse than that. He does horrible things. But his uh, reign is pretty powerful, and we'll share with you what has happened with one of his agents here in a few moments. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Coming up, we'll give you the latest from the thugs of Maricopa County. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Tis the season to be shopping, and you might as well just get it all done in one place. Amazon probably has everything you're looking for with dozens of categories in which to shop. You can get free Super Saver shipping on brand new items, plus save a little bit more on used items as well. Amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, Matt is on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I'd like to talk about it. this guy just called about... Uh science, the philosophy of science, he called it. I'd like to talk about the religion of science. Hmm, okay. And, and I come from a science background myself. Um, I, I used to be a geology major when 
when I was in college. That only lasted about a year. But I do understand the scientific method. I know how it's supposed to work. I worked with electronics. But what seems to have happened is people have forgotten that they need to use their own common sense and their own observations. They can't just simply trust what scientists say. Well, look at the recent uh, climate thing just as a a perfect example. Who's to say that what they're saying has really been vetted? Who's to say that what they're saying is really uh, scientific? Well, the people that believe um, in these things just just claim that climate gate stuff's a bunch of lies. You know, they just they just look cover their eyes, plug their ears, and go no 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 no. That's cognitive dissonance. It absolutely is. And that and that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Now with climate gate, you see, you you could go out um, just as, as uh, Mark or, or Ian could could buy their own equipment fairly cheaply and take their own uh, temperature measurements and their own barometers and make their own graphs and stuff like that. So that's actually fairly easy to prove or disprove. But when you're talking about uh, doctors, you can't go out and make your own um, test for testing uh, for testing these these shots that they give you. You have to either take their word. So now, if I see people going out and getting vaccinations and then getting sick, I'm making my own observation. It's true. I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting those doctors who are saying no, it's not happening. You know, oh, we see it hundreds and hundreds of times or whatever. Well, I don't. I only see, you know, five of the ten people that I know have gotten sick after they've taken the shot. To me, that means half the people that are taking the shot are getting sick. Yeah, and what else do you need to know? Why would you want to, after hearing those kind of, after experiencing that, after hearing those numbers and those stories, why would you want to take that risk? And. And then when, if I go and I... Well, wait, well, besides listen, that, what's the reward? I mean, you're taking a risk and possibly going to get very, very sick, and the reward is that you might not get sick? Because, oh, I might not get sick anyway. I don't get the flu every year, and I have never had a flu shot. There you go. The risk-reward factor is, is even less. <laughs> right. But, but the point I'm trying to make is that if I'm listening to somebody else who's telling me something different than my own experience and my own observations, I'm putting faith in that person. I, it's like a religion. It's like listening to the priest up there telling me that when I die, if I'm good, I'm going to go to heaven, and if I'm bad, I'm going to go to hell because he knows better than I do. You know, it's more like um, the religion from the Dark Ages as opposed to now because the Bible's available to people and they can read and all that good stuff, whereas at the time they, they couldn't. And I can't read these scientific charts of theirs, and mm, yeah. if, you, if climate gate is to be believed, and I believe it, um, then uh, some, of these, some of these scientists have been shown to toss out data that, they don't, uh, that, that doesn't, jibe. doesn't jibe with what their thought process is. So I, I have to absolutely agree with you, Matt. And that's the other thing you, you, you people need to look at, and they need to think about this. Do these people that are telling you this stuff have anything to gain from lying to you? Well, because they, if they have something to gain from, from lying to you, they probably are. They, they, well, they, they could be, certainly. I mean, some of them right. have got to be good people, but I don't know who and what. They, but they're I, good people that want to sell flu shots, right? <laughs> but yeah. if you work for the vaccine companies um, and you do the science for them, it seems to me that you're incentivized to come up with the information that, um, you know, I mean, how if you're a scientist who works for a vaccine company, you keep up coming up with science that says that vaccines don't work or whatever, how long are you going to have a job? 
Well, yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 there's lots of stuff that's happening, but I mean, I think that these people are being discredited right now, and we're going to see what's going to happen. Thanks for sharing uh, that tonight, Matt. Any other thoughts? No, that was it. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Manchester Brewing. It's the brewer of John Thomas Red, which is now available in a strap-on edition for hikers. Manchesterbrewing.com. I think they just put up uh, at least... To my knowledge, a newish-looking website. It's got all their uh, their brews listed there, and it, I, it looks pretty sharp. I was just there today. I, it, you, know, I, you know, it wouldn't matter if they didn't have a website at all. Their beer is really great. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, all right, so we continue with Gabriel in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gabriel. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, just to add on to what that guy was saying uh, prior, um, all these websites that are stating about this RDIF chip and uh, taking the vaccination with all these... Um, highway patrolmen going to set up blockades, and if you don't take this shot, that you're going to be sent out to a uh, concentration camp. Well, okay, you have uh, just uh, you've just said a mouthful there. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't heard that from us, right? Yeah. You haven't you haven't heard no, it? not. No, no, we, we right. certainly and there certainly are people out there that are going to tell you these things. And and I, honestly, I couldn't. I mean, do you see right now they're giving out vaccination shots uh, to people who? Um, do you believe that vaccines work and that flu vaccines are good things? Yes and no. Okay. Um, do you see that um, that that they could take this? That sort of the next step is that they could say, well, you know, parents that don't give their kids the flu vaccine are abusing their children. Do you see that they could get to that point? Yes. Yeah, it seems to me like they could too. I don't think they're doing that this week or anything like that. And I think that some of these people have a tendency to fly off the handle and and create amazing stories. There has been talk, however, and you're right, Mark, that certainly the conspiracy world will take things to the total extreme, even when there's not necessarily evidence to suggest it. But uh, and I don't know what evidence has been uh, you know shown to talk about the things you're suggesting there. But I do know that there was discussion, from what I understand. Of uh, of essentially vaccinating people who want to get on the plane, who want to get on planes that might look like they have the flu. So, right, right. you know, there, there has the been other... talk about that. I, I haven't heard the stories about roadblocks and forced faction, uh, fac- vaccinations. Is that possible? Eh, it's possible. Is it likely at this point? It doesn't seem to be. But let me add on to that because um, biotech, who makes some of the vaccine, and or nor, nor, uh, the people that make Lamisil, um uh, those people are the two people that are making the vaccination, and okay. um, Obama's bought into their stocks, bought a lot of it. Yeah, probably a pretty smart move. I mean, when the government uh, is going to mandate that people uh, take some sort of vaccine, which it hasn't quite mandated it yet, but when the government's going to be pushing uh, a vaccine very heavily, then, yeah, it would make sense to uh, to buy a stock in that. Well, it, it should be that Obama's uh, portfolio should be handled by a broker at this point without his uh, knowledge. I mean, if, if the man's uh, got any kind of integrity, he is not making investments on his own right now. He's not directing his broker or anything like that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know the, I, I don't know what, of what it is that you speak, but if he's doing what you're saying, it, it is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, the highest levels of deceit. Now, Gabriel, where does the, uh, you mentioned RFID, where does that factor into this uh, conspiracy theory thing? Well, back in the day when, um, Applied Digital Sciences and Sky Angel started that stuff, and the family in Florida got that mark. They got the RDIF chip put in them. It's, it's RFID. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it you're getting at? 
well, that's going to be the next big wave of big tracking wave. people. Okay, so you believe that, I'm extrapolating here, you believe that the shots actually have RFID chips in them? Is that what you're suggesting? No, you've got to take the bracelet if you take the vaccination. If you don't, you don't get the vaccination. You don't take get the, a bracelet. You don't get the bracelet. Do you know anything and about this bracelet thing, Mark? I have no idea what, what it is. What would the bracelet be for? A commerce, buying and selling. It well, sounds there you like, go. It's the mark of the beast, baby. It sounds like what you're talking about is something that might be planned off in the future. You're not saying that's happening right now, right? No, but it will happen soon. Okay, so there's Gabriel's prediction. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That seems a little unrealistic. I mean, if, if people are going to... If the whole idea of in, implementing... Well, it depends RFID. on what your definition of soon is, Ian. That's all. Yeah, I that's mean, true. you know, if, if people have been claiming this stuff since years. I was a kid. And, um, you know, it hasn't happened yet. But I'm not to, I'm not saying... You know, at some point or another, somebody's going to want a credit card, like, you know, in their arms so they don't have to... So they can't yeah. lose it. I mean, it, it, it does seem gonna, natural. Are they going to put RFID chips in identification cards? Sure. Yeah, that's happening. It's, they're already in passports. More coming up. This is Free Talk live i wouldn't wear that bracelet though how long can you hold your breath <sighs> not long after air water is the most critical factor for life there are dozens of toxic substances in tap water even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove sadly most bottled water isn't much better the chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer you'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money too aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher type filters Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will take your calls about anything. Meantime, we'll bring up stuff that uh, you might find interesting, like this story out of Maricopa County, William Grigg. Over at the Lou Rockwell blog at lourockwell.com is uh, reporting. And Will Grigg is Johnny on the spot uh, when it comes to reporting on the police state and the rise of the, just this tyrannical police state that we – really, there's, that's what it is. These people have almost unlimited power and an unlimited ability to get away with things that they're not even supposed to legally be able to get away with. Sure, and if you uh, th- question that there's a le- police state, it sounds ludicrous to you, um, then, well, you already believe the police are doing a good job, and that's one of the problems is that uh, the people, the citizens of this country that's supposed to be by the people, for the people, of the people, or whatever, aren't watching their own cops. And when you give somebody authority, authority tends to corrupt, and, you know, so you, obviously, this is, you know, there's going to be a tendency for cops to be corrupt. Watching them helps a little bit, but it doesn't really stop them from being awful. 
Uh, we've seen there was a an example just of last night here in Keene, New Hampshire, or actually nearby Vermont in Bellows Falls up on uh, Route 91 or I 91. Uh, one of the the Keniacs got pulled over and harassed and had his car searched. Had to he stayed on the side of the road for two and a half hours. Even though there was a video camera that arrived on the scene, the cops had methods of dealing with it, and they don't care anyway. They didn't care that the video camera was there. They still illegally searched this guy. They they claimed that the do- the uh, police dog they brought out lighted on his car, and and all they have to do is claim that the dog said, "Oh, the dog said we can go in this car, so you know we can." We can go in. It doesn't matter that you have a video camera. So watching them helps to some extent. Certainly watching them and recording them helps, I think, from the the largest perspective, helps people see what's happening. Yes, I think that's most important. That's uh, absolutely the most important. So you can see that video over at freekeen.com. But let's talk about Maricopa County, where it's really just the worst of the worst. Uh, because the sheriff there, Joe Arpaio, is one of the most corrupt sheriffs in America, and his uh, minions are just as bad, if not worse. Story from William Craig. He says, anyone who has the misfortune of being a defendant, even in traffic court, can attest to the tension, anxiety, and humiliation that that experience entails. People who've stood before a judge can also understand just how easy it is to be hit with a contempt citation. I can. Uh, and how difficult it is to suppress the urge to display appropriate contempt toward the preening, spe- preening specimen in judicial robes who demands deference of the sort properly reserved for a deity. By way of illustration, about three years ago, a Utah man named Kent Jacobson became bored and impatient, while a district judge named Leslie Lewis disgorged a long, tiresome harangue about the supposed evils of hunting. Kent's brother, Michael, (laughs) was accused of poaching. So, Kent is not the man who's on trial in this particular case. It's his brother, Michael, who was accused of poaching. So, when Kent grew weary of Judge Lewis's monologue, he emitted a sigh and left the courtroom, because he wasn't on trial only to be dragged back in by a bailiff. Lewis, the, uh, the judge, tauntingly asked Kent if he was bored. When Kent politely began to reply, Lewis cut him off and had him arrested for contempt. I'm not going to argue with you, and you have no business chastising me, sir, and I did not make a comment that you have any right to correct, sneered Lewis as Kent was hauled out in handcuffs. I don't want to hear a word from you. You and I are not in the same position. We're not having a dialogue. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's about. These people that you pay are not having a dialogue. Um, these, the, the, Their minions, the law enforcement officers that work in their courtroom, they are not interested in, uh, in enforcing laws. They're interested in doing what that person in the in the robes say. Absolutely. This is an obvious, obvious, uh, they're clearly stepping out of their bounds of power. Who's Grab the guy him? outside of the courtroom and drug him back in. Who's going to convict them of? Uh, of stepping outside of those bounds. The man in the robe? Right. The, and as a matter of fact, when it comes to contempt of court, you have to go before the same judge. It's, you don't, you don't get, you, you yeah. don't get some other judge uh, overlooking this case or anything like that. You just have to, to kiss their butt, and they'll let you out when they feel like it. The proper response to the judge, of course, would have been, no, we're not in the same position. I'm a productive member of society, and you're a self-important, tax-fed parasite. Fortunately, that's going to go well. Lewis became the second district judge in the history of Utah to be removed by a majority vote of the electorate. Boy, I wish we could do that around here. Uh, Most of the time, however, judges who display similar arrogant dismissive contempt for their betters among the productive class are entirely beyond accountability. Perhaps the only people for whom they have anything resembling respect are the armed enforcers who carry out their orders. This is why the only uh, this is why the unfolding confrontation between a judge and the local sheriff's office in Mar- Maricopa County in Arizona is so fraught with fascination. Though on the other hand, I think that we actually 
we could have it a lot worse up here in New Hampshire as far as the judges uh, that we have. I, we, I we really could. Don't have that big of. I think the judges here get uh, taunted, created a great deal. I've actually been trying to take the uh, the the judge here in town out to uh, to lunch. He probably cons- considers that taunting too. He's been very nice about it when I've invited him personally. He's been very nice. It's it, it's best uh, for civilized people to t- treat the mentally ill well. <laughs> All right. So here is the story. On Monday, Maricopa Sheriff's Deputy Adam Stoddard went to jail as a result of a contempt charge. Now, this is pretty rare, right? That one of their own has been put in jail in Maricopa County? I mean, this guy had to really cross a line in order to be put in jail as a sheriff's deputy. Absolutely. Stoddard, while acting as a bailiff, was videotaped stealing a document from the desk of a defense attorney. Have you seen this, Mark? Yes, I have. It's uh, very interesting. Stod- the video is pretty boring, but uh, he did it. <laughs> he absolutely did. The defense attorney was standing there talking to the judge. This guy walks up behind her, takes starts some... fingering through her paperwork. What's going on here? And then just takes and something. And then slides a, a, a sheet out, walks, at, confers with another one of his agents, and then they walk away with it. And uh, so Stoddard claimed to have seen something in the handwritten documents that constituted a threat to court security. Superior Court Judge Gary Donahoe wasn't buying that explanation and was offended that Stoddard was trying to sell it. However, perhaps mindful of the need to maintain cordial relations with the brown-shirted paladins of public order who carry out his decrees, Judge Donahoe didn't send Stoddard immediately to jail, as you and I would have been, uh, or slap him with a fine, punitive options he wouldn't have hesitated to use against a mere mundane. Instead, he ordered Stoddard to apologize in public to the defense attorney, Joanne Cuccia, for stealing the document and violating the attorney-client privilege. You know, those... uh, those big black bags and boxes that the attorneys carry into court, that's sure. their evidence and the questions they're going to ask. And, the... and absolutely nobody should be rifling through these people's papers. Right. And Who as... the hell does this guy think he is? Well, as the attorney, well, he thinks he's untouchable. Uh, he works in Maricopa County. And most government people think they're untouchable. Anyway, this attorney had pointed out that she'd already been inspected when she walked through the court security. When she went through court security, they opened up her bags, they ruffled through the papers. Obviously, they're not allowed to stop and read them like this guy did. So clearly, there was nothing in there that could have been in any way a threat to court security. She'd already been cleared. Well, if, if it's a threat to court security, let's produce the document. Well, they did produce the document. I mean, eventually, they went back and they got it later on after they probably had an opportunity to Xerox it. That's likely what they did with it, is it, it has Seems some interesting info. To me. They took it out of the room, they used the copying machine, and then when called on it, they just brought the original back. Anyway, uh, so he was ordered, this particular sheriff was ordered to apologize. Now, granted, this compromise created more problems than it would have solved, but Stoddard at least would not have been ignominiously hauled away to jail. Ignominiously. Ignominiously? Yes. Anyway, with the uh, support of his dear leader, the... Oh, this is a word I don't know. Look this one up for me, Mark. Oleg... Oleganus, O-L-E-Oleganus, wow, O-L-E-A-G-I-N-O-U-S. This oligonous proto-fascist named Sheriff Joe Arpaio, Stoddard defied the court order, doubtless perceiving himself to be a martyr to principle, the veritable reincarnation of Sir Thomas More, Stoddard held a press conference to declare... Now, he was supposed to hold a press conference to apologize. He instead declared that he wouldn't apologize for doing my job and that <laughs> saying he's sorry would be a lie. It's, well, that might be that might very well be true. Um, well, Oligonous means uh, oily or acting in a uh, offensively ingratiating manner. 
At some point Monday, thank you. At some point Monday evening, Stoddard checked into the Maricopa County jail system, a PR-oriented gulag in which male prisoners are required to wear pink underwear. Inmates are fed green baloney, and more than a few have died through criminal violence or neglect on the part of Arpaio's brown shirts, not the other prisoners. The sheriffs and the COs themselves are the ones that are in there killing people. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the man did go to jail, but what happened next? There is more to this story. Well, the sheriff is the, uh, uh, possesses the keys to the jail. There's more. We'll share it with you in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. They include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. Uh, You can edit virtually anything you see there, W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And uh, go check out the LCL report. It's the Low Country Liberty Report, and he's a ridleyographer from Savannah, Georgia, and he focuses on pro-freedom issues from around the country. It's liberty-oriented reports for liberty-minded folks. Doesn't pretend to be unbiased in reporting, and tries to add a little humor to every report. You can find his videos at lclreport.com or join his LCL group uh, on Facebook or Twitter. LCLReport.com. So we are giving you an update on the shenanigans in Maricopa County. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, one of the most thuggish corrupt cops sheriffs in the entire country uh it's just a, it's just a terrible place it's it's awful this man is almost has almost total control and power over the uh, bureaucracies in the area there was a recent story where his agents actually raided the offices of the city as i understand <laughs> maybe it was the county offices anyway it was a different governmental uh, functionary group that they raided and they're just they're outrageous. They're they're not even able to be controlled by their own fellow bureaucrats. They're so out of control. And so what's happened is one of his agents, Adam Stoddard, one of the sheriffs, was working as a bailiff in the court. And during one of the trials, uh, he snuck up behind the defense attorney, rifled through her papers in one of her folders, pulled one of them out, conferred with another uh, bailiff left the room with the paper. That's when the uh, defense attorney took note of it. She brought it up to the judge. They called him out on it, on the carpet on it. He came back, brought the paper back, figured that would make everything better. Well, it didn't. And the judge, one of the judges, ordered him to apologize publicly to the defense attorney for what he did. Now, a public apology is a pretty easygoing punishment for what's a serious violation of the attorney-client privilege here. Not to mention just plain old theft. Well, yeah, there's that, too. Uh, so that's a pretty easygoing violation. You and I would have been hit with uh, you know, several contempt of court charges had we done something like that, and it, it would not have worked uh, 
would not have been very good for yeah, us. Yeah, something so, something that would certainly not have worked in our favor. So so he was ordered to apologize, but he refused to. He actually called a press conference to say that he was refusing to apologize, that he couldn't apologize because it would be telling a lie, and he wasn't sorry for doing his job, which is apparently it's his job to steal things from defense attorneys. Well, cops can't break the law because well they're the law they're the lawful lawgivers for gosh darn it they uh, they they can't break the law anything they take is it's just confiscated it's not stealing so I guess uh, since he did not apologize that uh, the judge did decide to send him to jail which shows that the old sheriff Joe doesn't have total control in Maricopa County but wait till you hear what happened next. Fret not for Adam Stoddard's safety. That's the uh, the sheriff in question here, Lou Rockwell. Yeah, the deputy. Uh, LouRockwell.com reporting uh, Will Grigg. Uh, he, he writes, as someone Arpaio had described as a political prisoner detained on the orders of a judge with a supposed vendetta against him, Stoddard will be almost certainly spared the indignity of pink underwear and the horrors of green baloney as an inmate in a special detainee-friendly facility referred to as the Mesa Hilton. So they're not putting him in Tent City where he has to endure uh, you know, nights and days out in the desert. So he's not going to be there. He's in a special location. Well, I think everybody pretty much saw that coming. I mean, he, but there's more. Here's another unique perk that sets Stoddard apart from the others confined to Arpaio's gulag. The Maricopa County Association of Detention Officers, yes, even prison screws, even, uh, even they have a union, is standing in solidarity with him. That's why 20 of those intrepid, public-spirited people have suddenly called in sick Tuesday morning thereby throwing the superior court into disarray. So all of the people, it sounds like almost all of them, who were supposed to be on duty in the court on Tuesday morning called in sick, sick, in support of their cohort in crime, this scumbag Adam Stoddard. So we're allowed to steal whatever we want to out of defense attorneys' bags, and, and if we you don't, don't like have to it, say we're sorry. Right. You remember, you remember the, you know, the government saying is, you know, the, the saying is, working for the government means you never, never. have to say you're sorry. Right. And it, it, apparently it's true. Right. Even when it's pretty obvious that what he did was wrong, all, and he was caught on video doing it, even with all of that, he's still backed up by the thin brown line or whatever the hell the sheriffs have that for the police it's the thin blue line his brotherhood yeah his brotherhood getting behind him and they're calling in sick to work but there's more things got even nastier when an anonymous bomb threat was called in that bomb threat which would be considered an act of terrorism where it car- carried out by a common citizen helped create a large audience for the police union thugs as they made a demand that stoddard would be released from jail and have his record cleaned a demand made in similar fashion by advocates of an innocently imprisoned private citizen would probably provoke a RICO prosecution. I absolutely agree. Maricopa County Deputy Sean Pierce, speaking on behalf of another tax feeder union, the De- Deputies Law Enforcement Association, didn't flinch from describing the events of Tuesday morning as a show of support for Stoddard. He said, I think it sends out a message that this officer has integrity. Why should he apologize for doing his job? So... His fellow officers believe he's got integrity, so they're going to back him up by calling in bomb threats and refusing to go to work. Well, they don't like um, the, the, uh, the, the hired muscle, doesn't like it that the, uh, the lawyers that run the show have stuck together, so the hired muscle sticking together. Do you see how the yeah. judge is, uh, you know, he's sticking with his bar union, and right. this is really just a gang, gang fight. Gang versus gang. This is a turf fight between the uh, the, and we're the, paying the, for the, the whole thing. Eaters. Yeah. 
the job in question apparently includes stealing proprietary information, violating attorney-client confidentiality, lying about one's actions, and defying an order to make restitution to the victim. Judge Donahoe has ordered me to feel something I do not and can and say something I cannot, insisted Deputy Stoddard in his Monday evening press conference, but the same can truthfully be said by countless innocent people who have been put through the indignity of the justice system from those found guilty of traffic violations on the fraudulent, self-interested testimony of traffic cops to people who have been blackmailed into accepting plea bargains by devious, unprincipled prosecutors. But Deputy Stoddard is... One of the sacred personages who wear a government-issued costume and is therefore invested with the supposed authority to kill other human beings. It's just not right for members of that privileged elite to be treated like mere mundanes. Here, or rather hence... He's right. They, they, you know, <laughs> they absolutely don't get treated like the rest of the citizens, and they don't feel like they should get treated like the rest of the citizens. Hence the collective tantrum being thrown by Stoddard's fellow tax feeders. How do you top this? I I think I think it's well written. Points out all the uh, all the things that are obvious to all Americans that cops, when they get caught doing something, never pay the same price that we average citizens do. Not even close. Any bureaucrat, when caught doing something, generally doesn't uh, doesn't get the it doesn't get anywhere near the punishment because they were doing their duty. They have sovereign Just immunity. Just my job. That's yeah. all. And and that's that they aren't the same as us. The fact is, look what happens when one of them dies. Yeah, but they have a big parade. I mean, the, people die every day. But they get special coffins and special treatment, and like you say, there's there are parades and they're mourned heavily in the news media. There are even statements made that they're that they are special and that uh, that this is so it's it's extra sad because it was a police officer. In, in Sorry, this, they're human in beings. In this state, they, um, as a matter of fact, um, th- that's one of the few ways you can get the death penalty in this state is by shooting an officer. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on that list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search engine results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but... Unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search, so you don't have to worry about them cataloging and, and saving all your search information and putting cookies on your computer. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. All right, so you can bring up anything. Uh, by the way, Julia joining us here for the remainder of the program tonight. Hello, Julia. Hello. All right, so we will take your calls about what you want, and we've been talking about corruption. We've been talking about the courts and since we're on the court topic again here tonight, came across a story that I think somebody sent this to me from the North County Times, nctimes.com. It's about one of those 
magic words approaches as so many people have called this show over the years and suggested that, okay, now all you need to do to get the judge to throw the case out is to just utter this phrase at the appropriate time. And I can tell you, I tried one of those magic words things, and uh, it didn't work out for me. I ended up in jail on a contempt of court charge about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago at this point. And, of course, the people that support the magic words approach would say, well, you just didn't say the right magic words, you didn't say them at the right time in the right fashion. Yep. And, and so, this is the way it, this is the way uh, magic incantations have been throughout the ages. I remember, uh, you know, when we I, when I was younger, I played Dungeons and Dragons, and if you, you know, you'd you'd have to sort of roll when you were making the magic uh, incantation, and mm-hmm. if you rolled poorly, somehow you 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 stuttered while making the incantation. The demon uh, appeared inside the summoning circle and ate you. Oh gosh, that's yeah. no good. So you know, I mean, this th- this is how incantations go. You have to say them at the right time in the right way. Right, so there are a number, a bevy of websites out there that uh, purport to know what the right magic words are and that will get you out of a court trial or get the ticket dropped or whatever. You get the judge to just end things right there and then and send you out packing and set you free. And there are a lot of sites that are promoting these ideas, and they're very sexy. They're very uh, interesting, right? I mean, it sounds, wow, okay, well, you know, this is new. This sounds like it could be right. Hey, this person sounds like they've done their research. And the biggest problem with it is some of them, I think, really have done a lot of research. I think I think a lot of the people that are promoting these ideas, they may not necessarily be scam artists because on, in some cases, well, on one side of things, there are websites that charge people for this information. And on the other side, there are websites that just present information of this sort where they are giving you a, a particular strategy to uh, to use. And I've spent some time looking into this stuff because, it, for, to me, it was very, very interesting. And so I, I was looking into it, and, you know, hey, they've got all these citations and these court cases and everything. It sounds like they know what they're talking about. It sounds like this person, whoever it is that wrote this, has really done their research and that they know the system. There Here's some citations from Black's Law Dictionary, and there are all kinds of citations and in, in, information. But the thing is, even though they may have done all that research and even though they themselves may actually believe that the, the tactics work – the courts don't follow their own rules. So it doesn't matter. Even if you do have some sort of process that supposedly by the law should have an effect, it doesn't matter. Because the judge just does whatever he wants. As we've seen, the bailiffs can do almost anything they want. And you can better believe the judge can do pretty much anything that he wants, especially in his, uh, in his own courtroom. So it doesn't matter what you say. So let me tell the story here. Susie Brown is who we're talking about, North uh, Carolina, North County. Uh, not sure where this is. So I think it's California. Anyway, the former owner of a mansion who's accused of stealing a million dollars worth of fixtures from the bank foreclosed home repeatedly refused to identify herself at her arraignment on Tuesday, prompting a Vista judge to handcuff her in the middle of the proceedings and finally order her to jail. Susie Brown, 45. You'd think that a person had the right to remain silent um, at their own proceedings, wouldn't you? You'd think. Our friend uh, Sam, uh, Sam Dodson at uh, the Obscure Truth Network, attempted to remain silent when he was uh, when he was taken away. And that not, didn't go well. Not give his name. He ended up spending 58 days in jail because of that. Yep. I attempted to – well, when I was thrown in jail for contempt of court, one of the contempt – the first contempt charge was because I spoke out of turn. So at the very beginning of the uh, the encounter, I first didn't sit down fast enough and then secondly spoke out of turn, and so therefore he hit me with a contempt charge there. Back in the secret chamber where they took me after that, one of the other contempt charges was because I didn't answer a question. 
the other one was because uh, I wouldn't tell him whether or not I would pay a fine or not. I just I and wouldn't. The other one was said you didn't know. Yeah. So the third one was you said you didn't know. Right. So apparently being uh, <laughs> silent can get you put in jail as well. And so Ms. Brown, 45 years old, eventually pleaded not guilty to one count of grand theft and one count of felony vandalism, but not until the hearing had been postponed several times because of the unusual actions of the short-haired woman in a pantsuit, who to the amusement <laughs> of many in the court, court she's dressed fine here, uh, to the amusement of many in the courtroom, wouldn't admit she was the defendant. Now, it's not clear why Brown would not acknowledge her identity, which Judge Marshall Hockett eventually confirmed through a copy of her Department of Motor Vehicles photo that the court requested, but Brown apparently contested the legality of the complaint against her issued by the district attorney's office, according to her attorney. Ms. Brown says she has not seen what she calls a genuine charging document. Now, there are those words right there that make me say she's read something on the Internet she got in trouble for taking fixtures out of her former home, apparently. And that, I don't know. Is that, a, is that a crime? I mean, if you, if you bought a house and you paid for the fixtures, is it a crime to take them out? It was, is she being foreclosed upon? Yes. Usually if you attach something, it becomes the uh, property of the house owner. Interesting. And so, um, it, you know, that's, that's true in, in rentals and things like that. Obviously, um, you know, it... it it depends on the agreement, but, um, you know, it depends on whether they'll come after you or not, and apparently they did. They did come after her. I mean, we're talking about uh, she's been accused of stealing about $250,000 worth of appliances and fixtures from the home. So she That's was – a lot of fixtures and appliances. So she was, she was frightened, uh, and she decided that she was going to try some uh, – a different approach. And so she didn't give her name and indeed claimed she had not seen the genuine charging document, said the public defender who stepped in to represent Brown. And when you say stuff like this – you could say, I, I don't know this particular claim, this genuine charging document approach, but maybe there's some evidence to say that you should be shown these things. Maybe there's, maybe she could cite some sort of uh, court rule that says that, uh, you, hey, if I demand to be uh, be shown the genuine charging document, I should be shown that. Maybe there actually is something in the court rules to back this up, but it doesn't matter. See, that's the that's the point right. I want to get. Because the judge wanted her name, she didn't give it to him, so he locked her butt up. Right, and and as though they would have, even if she had given the name, if she would have said, well, I'm not going to continue with this until I see the genuine, this is not a legitimate trial until I am shown the genuine charging document. They're just going to move right ahead. Listen, they don't care. Listen, sweetie pie, I'm the judge, and I say it's a legitimate uh, right. trial, and uh, it, yeah, it is. Right. And if you give me any more trouble, if you don't sit your little butt down, you're going to jail again. Or, I mean, or they'll look at your cross side and they'll pretend like they don't know what a genuine charging document is or whatever, and they'll just move right along. They'll just steamroll right over whatever it is that uh, that you have. It may work for the people that, uh, that that claim these things. I haven't seen any video on that. Um, well, the claim is always the claim to back to uh, to kind of skate them out yeah, of proving it. There is a claim. You're is right. is that well, this works. But it works so well that they swore that I uh, they made me swear that I wouldn't show any evidence of it. Right. I, I got a settlement from them. I, I got the, I backed them into a corner. Right. I got a settlement from them. Usually it's fifty thousand dollars, six or uh, like you know that. five six seven digits, and I can't say anything as a result. So I can't show the evidence that it works. Right. Which is a nice excuse, but it doesn't yes. help any of us. Doesn't prove your claim. Yep. And I'm from the planet Krypton, but I can't show you my yep. magic powers. Otherwise, I will violate my oath with God, and he'll take them away. 
So it doesn't matter what you utter. It doesn't matter what you've heard. From what I can tell, I think that the best approach still that I can, from from my understanding, has to be Mark Stevens' approach uh, from Adventures in Legal Land, where you just ask so many questions, they get tired of you. But I started trying to ask those questions at the wrong time. That's because I wasn't being very deferential to the judge in, no. uh, in my trial. So maybe it would have worked better had I been more respectful. I'm still willing to try Mark Stevens' approach. Uh, 800-259-9231. He actually gets on the air and, and you know, will we'll claim that his approach works. More coming up. You can bring up anything. There's more to this story as well. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. If you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we'd like you to vote for us. In fact, we are not currently ahead in the voting contest. It's a it's another tight, uh, tight month here, and we're not going to just pound the hell out of it this month, I don't think, Mark. Maybe we'll do it like a couple times in the beginning. I'm not maybe, really feeling it right now. This maybe is in the middle of the, the month. The reason that we're behind is one of our uh, listeners has a vendetta, and he's uh, you know cheating and um, pushing up this other podcast that know, really knows nothing about the cheating, from what I can tell. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I just it, color me uninterested. You know, I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll mention it maybe a few more times throughout the month, I mean, but not please, every if day. You, if you want to teach this jackball a lesson, go in and vote at vote.freetalklive.com, but Apparently he doesn't have anything better to do than yeah. to vote for the other guys. Just a, I, you know, I, I just just a jerk with a vendetta. That's all. Okay, so and the the podcast pod, at Podcast Alley, um, although it is an important way for people to find the show, it is a really poorly maintained website with no uh, you know no policing from the webmaster. So you know, I, yeah. it's open season then. Is what yeah, you're it really is. Vote.freetalklive.com uh, it takes only a moment to vote for the show, and it makes a big difference for us. Uh, again, vote.freetalklive.com. So, uh, just telling you briefly about this lady, Susie Brown, 45 years old, allegedly stole $250,000 worth of appliances and fixtures from her, from what was her home. She had a uh, a mansion. She, right. She put, uh, she had a, a nice home. She outfitted that mansion with nice fixtures. Then when she was leaving, because she, you know, one She'd of been the, foreclosed so on. many of these people have been foreclosed on, she took the fixtures and they decided that that made her a thief. Right, so they went after her, and she thought she was going to be able to pull a fast one. She thought that uh, she probably dug around on the Internet and found all manner of websites making all kinds of claims about how, well, if you just utter the right phrase, if you just refuse to do this, or if you just do, follow these instructions, that this will all go away. That these, uh, m- this band of marauders that is assaulting you and, uh, and going after you, you will just, uh, they'll just disappear. They'll just poof, poof. They'll go away. And it just doesn't work that way. Every time we've seen a story about somebody trying one of these magic uh, methods in court, it never works out for them. And so the story here uh, says that from the start of the afternoon hearing, she would not say who she was. She had no identification with her. Judge in the case, Judge Hockett, asked, are you or are you not Suzanne Meredith Brown? You're playing games with the court, he asked as he got fed up. I'm genuinely not playing games, Brown said with a deferential, somewhat pleading tone. The judge rebuffed her request to approach him. Brown had no attorney, so Hockett asked her if she wanted to represent herself. Apparently loath to agree that she actually was Ms. Brown, she hesitated to accept a form required for self-representation. A few snickers rose from the public gallery. 
Brown, this is one of the other things that uh, that happens in these cases. They throw things at you that you aren't expecting. Sure, so, curveballs that have you know that are nothing like the website that you read. Right, because you can you can read and and study and do whatever you can to prepare yourself for this magical approach that you're going to take. But these guys do this for a living. This right. guy knows exactly how to handle uh, somebody who's not giving their name. He knows exactly how to handle these situations. Sure. Here's what a courtroom is. A courtroom is a, a you know a gang that has established for themselves a monopoly on uh, the the dispensement of well we'll call it justice um, in in a specific geographic area. And if you don't go along with what this gang wants, they're going to treat you like gangs treat people that aren't going along with them. Okay, mm-hmm. there's the magic words. Now you know. So Brown eventually took the form and sat cross-legged on the floor at the back of the courtroom, filling it out while the court addressed other cases. Later, Hockett again called. So he didn't have her arrested and thrown in jail immediately. He was he was fairly deferential to her uh, her little system that she was attempting to uh, to utilize. Uh, but later, Hockett again called Brown, and a court employee took her form. This time, the judge asked her approach, but she refused. She <laughs> requested repeatedly to see the charging documents against her. Clearly, she this was her thing, right? This want to show see these me the, charging documents. Show me the genuine charging document, or we cannot move forward. I refuse to move forward. Well, we're going to move forward, whether or not we show it to you. So. Forward is towards the jail. Yeah. Uh, so she refused. She requ- requested these repeatedly. The judge said, "You're not running this court." If it pleases the court, I'd prefer to stand here if I'm not allowed to inspect the charging instrument against me, Brown said. At that point, sheriff's deputies handcuffed Brown and led her to a glass-enclosed area... It does not please the court. ...for defendants in custody. Hockett appointed a public defender, denying Brown's request for self-representation. Why? Because he can. Well, his excuse was, she didn't complete the form. So apparently because she didn't complete the form, remember, he can just come up with whatever the hell he wants to, right? Uh, but in this case, she didn't cross the, all the T's and dot the, the right I's on the form, and so therefore that grants the judge the, uh, the ability to just say, nah, you can't defend yourself. Here, have this crap can public defender. Yep. Because who wants we're gonna to... Listen to? We're going to listen to our guy, and we're just yeah. going to ignore you. You're going right. to sit there. If you make any more noise, honey, we're going to have you bound, gagged, and, and put in another room, and you can watch through video. That's almost what they did. Uh, after a long conference with the public defender, Brown pleaded not guilty to the charges, obviously had, uh, accepting her name, reserving the right to contest the document's legal validity, as though that's going to do anything. Yeah. So, you know, the story goes on, uh, and it talks a little bit more about her stealing the, uh, the, you know, the fixtures from the house. But I just thought it was very interesting, to, to sh- from one point, to show that here's another example in case you needed another one, that the the magic techniques that you find on the internet are probably not going to work. Go ahead and try it, see what happens, but expect to go to jail yeah, if, you're, I, if you're going I, what to. What I want are people that stand behind their magic techniques. Is what I'm you know most interested in. The people that are promoting them, you mean? Yes. Right. Uh, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land um, at markstevens.net. It's Mark with a C. That's a guy that stands behind his technique, but he doesn't claim it's gonna it's gonna be a cure all. He doesn't claim it's a it's a panacea. He does not claim it's going to work every single time. And in fact, you know, he makes it pretty clear that you could end up in jail uh, for trying this technique. But at the same time, he does claim success with essentially just asking so many questions about trying to understand the uh, the charges and the proceedings that they basically just get fed up with you, especially in something lightweight like a traffic court situation. Uh, you know, you come them. in with six pages of questions that you uh, you want to get them to answer in, in advance of the uh, the trial actually happening. 
I I trust Mark Stevens. Uh, you know, I met him in person. I think he's a stand-up guy, and he he actually has his show airs on LibertyRadioNetwork.com. So if you want to get more of his uh, his approach, I would recommend that and his book. But don't think there's anything magical about any of this stuff. These guys are completely arbitrary in their application of their own rules. They don't stand by them. In fact, we found out here that at least in New Hampshire, and it's probably the same way everywhere else because a lot of the Western uh, law systems are very similar across the different areas. The judge can just waive the rules. He can just, sure, there are court rules, and you have to follow them. But he can just decide to, eh, I'm waiving these rules for now, and uh, I'll be, if, if you don't like my waiving of these rules, and they don't have to say they're waiving the rules, the judge can just at any time do whatever he wants, and if he's called on it later, he, he just said, simply has to justify I waive it. the rules. He just has to explain to some sort of panel of his buddies as to why he waived the rules. So there are no rules. They even admit it in their own system. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was always, uh, you know, coming up in the sort of reading the Republican documents and, and listening to Republican speakers. We're a nation of laws. That's what makes us special. Mm. You know, this isn't uh, like a dictatorship in a banana republic where, you know, one guy says something and that's what's the. No, actually, which is just a bunch of different little guys in their own little fiefdoms. But no, not a nation of laws. Not really. It's, nope. it's the law for, for you. Not for them. And so the other part, beyond pointing out the ineffectiveness and the futility of these magical uh, themes or these magical words that are supposed to be uttered in court, is to point out that, uh, look at this guy. I mean, this judge denied the woman a right to represent herself. I mean, that's supposed to be one of the founding (laughs) options, one of the founding parameters of your uh, – this court system is that you don't have to have an attorney. That you can go in and represent yourself if that's what you choose to do. No, no, you didn't fill out the form correctly, ma'am, so you'll be uh, having that public defender over there. What's that? Oh, he's drooling? Uh, Sorry, you know, we'll just do what we want. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. And maybe you are one of the promoters of, maybe you are one of the believers in the magical words theories out there. And you've got a, you got a story. To call in. Yeah, you've got a story you want to tell us? I mean, we've heard some, we've heard some whoppers. We really have. No one can ever back it up, back them up with any substantial evidence. They don't even have a court record that they can show. I mean, first of all, nobody goes in with video and audio. They don't ever have that. But they don't ever even have a court record. They don't even have a documentation of their success. Their a lot of people success. get on the radio telling a lot of tall tales is what I've heard. Exactly. So I would, I'd still love to hear it. I, I mean, maybe we're wrong, Mark. Maybe there still is a magic phrase or a magic approach out there that will just make the judge shrivel on up and run away into his chambers. But I don't think so. So, uh, still to come here, 800-259-9231. Your calls about whatever you want. Plus, Julia is going to be telling us about a gas attendant. That's a little different from your average gasoline attendant. Now, most people don't get their gas pumped anymore because it's just kind of outdated. There are two states in which that it's mandated, which is really asinine. But this gas attendant doesn't pump gas. In fact, he probably couldn't get his hands uh, or his... Don't give it away. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. We'll be back. He probably couldn't pump the gas if he wanted to. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is coming up. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? 
You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar. And get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free handgun. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. So gas station attendants uh, come in young, they come in old flavors, but do they come in dog flavors? Julia, what's the story? Cody, a chocolate Labrador, has... For months, greeted customers at the Clearwater BP gas station and convenience store at uh, in St. Peter. Petersburg is that where the uh, Clearwater St. Pete they're 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 the same place to uh, to most people, but not yep. if you live in Clearwater or St. Pete. Uh, but Thursday morning, a state health official stopped by and issued a warning to Kareem Mansour, the store's owner. Remove the dog, or the health department would declare all of his food products, mostly bottled sodas and candy bars. Unfit for consumption. Mansoor, who adopted the six-year-old dog three years ago, had no choice but sign the warning. His primary violation, this is a quote, prohibited animals present in a food establishment. So, now, is he is he making sandwiches or something like that there? No, he's so cute. You should look at him. He's got, well, I mean, there's, the dog, a, but... there's a picture of, of this dog, and he's got a little shirt on. He's got a little name tag that says his name. <laughs> and, and he's standing at the yeah, counter. I saw the picture earlier. He's just, he's a greeter. Yeah, it's cute. It's adorable. Do you, it is, do you think it's one of these one of these people that's like scared of dogs or doesn't like dogs or something like probably. that has complained and now the the health department it, what I don't understand is I, why they're even butting into this because they don't ha- they're not serving they're not preparing food at least I don't think they are some some gas stations do um no, but the story says it's just wrapped product right, right. if it's if it's bottled sodas and wrapped uh you know zoom zooms and wham whams you're not talking about anything that can be contaminated as if right you know as if by the way uh the the people the people that are preparing your food in a prepared food establishment are far dirtier to yeah. you than oh, this dog God. is okay i mean <laughs> the fact is, you mean as far as just what having stuff under their fingernails or something? Right. Like that? The I things mean, that are communicable. Humans right. are 
like human hands are nasty and you trust people to make your food with their hands and just assume and trust that they've cleaned them and all that stuff. Yeah, in most places you don't see them wearing gloves, right? I mean, no, most gloves most most states gloves are law. They actually aren't law in Florida and the logic there is that you can pick your nose with gloves on and and really gloves don't it's just for show. That's right. That much is true. Gloves don't do anything? No. You can if you wear the same pair of gloves for 2 hours, which I assure you just happens like some mm-hmm. some people are just dirty and they don't want to change their gloves. I constantly have to be reminding people to do that kind of thing, but um your gloves get filthy. I got gotcha. What if I was wearing a pair of, of gloves and I reached my hand into the like sanitizer bucket that we have underneath and pulled out the dirty rag and wiped the counter down with my gloves and put it in you want me to make your sandwich? Mm. So interesting. You know, gloves are just as dirty as hands. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's funny that they call this a food establishment because there's actually a picture of it. It looks like just one of those teeny convenience stores and the dog actually it shows a picture another picture of him and what he does is he stands there's like a drive-through and he's he's standing the owner's standing behind the dog and the dog's just like smiling at this person in the car that's adorable it's wonderful it just it just goes to show how the state absolutely crushes innovation well and if people actually felt uncomfortable with this, and I'm sure some of them did, a few yeah. there's a few stiffly like germophobes and stuff like that out there, and people who don't like dogs that probably right. didn't like this, they wouldn't go there anymore. It, Absolutely, there there obviously are enough people that like this that it's beneficial for him to keep doing it. Sure, you know, it, it, the the reason that people go and and shop at a particular place, uh, that from a marketing standpoint, there's all kinds of different reasons that people go. Uh, some I can people, go get a candy bar anywhere. Right. Some people go to particular but places. But I would go get a candy bar where the cute little doggy is. Right, because they want to see a particular person or a particular, in this case, animal. And you know, people go all kinds of different places for all kinds of reasons, and you should allow businesses to compete on in whatever basis they want. Absolutely. There is a local local game store here and they have a cute little cat walking around i've actually been kind of surprised up here in new hampshire at some of the places i've seen animals uh where i otherwise wouldn't have expected i'm to sure see that them. there are less laws that re- like fewer less- fewer laws i'm sorry I went no, to i've been corrected school. on it a million times myself i, so that's I went to government school i don't you know me um, too i'm sure that there aren't as many laws up here for that kind of stuff as there are in florida but there's yeah there's a there's a cat that walks around and I'm like going in there get to pet the cat and yeah it's a bar it's a perk it's a bonus it's a, an extra reason to to come somewhere so they're threatening to hit him with what was it fines or a complete loss of his license um complete loss of his license it looks like he wouldn't wow. be able to sell any food they're going to take his food license away uh, you need a license to sell packaged food uh, I'm sure you in Florida? do wait was this Flo- yeah this is Florida it says Florida. uh uh yeah that his violation is uh, prohibited animals in a food establishment. So I'm sure that if you if he doesn't remove the dog, then he's going to lose his license to operate a business that sells food. He's probably got on his wall. He's probably got a business license. He's probably got a gasoline sales permit. You know, biohazard uh, cigarettes, liquor, and food sales. At the very least, he's probably got at least five. Uh, he's got an occupancy permit. Who knows what else? Um, it says here, well, he says what we just said. There's no way that one of my dog's hair is going to get in a bag of Doritos. <laughs> the state's move against Cody disappointed his customers. I bet. People in the store hearing what is going on kind of made a little bit of a protest. Readers mm. commenting on the original Times story had predicted that authorities might act. 
I guess there was a story originally about oh, which is no, really that's shame. what did it. Every that's time. what did it. Dude, I'm sure that that person feels really bad because they probably Ooh, the, the article the writer? article writer. I would because they probably did it because they like it, right? Like probably well, it's it's a human interest story, like, no doubt. Oh, look, I went to this gas station. There's a cute little doggy here. And then some bureaucrat saw it in the newspaper because bureaucrats you can like just newspapers. picture the look on their face too, like what, like a dog. Violation. Do you have a dog in a gas station? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. The guy's selling Coca-Cola and Doritos and and Heath bars. I mean, for God's sakes, (laughs) what what difference does it make? That's how he makes his money, by the way, I mean, when it's you're selling gas. The, it's, it's, it's on Clearwater. Is it Clearwater Beach? People walking around with no shoes on, probably yeah. coming into his establishment. It, what difference does it make? It does say here that the store only serves prepackaged food. There you go. So, it's all I there need is to know. Nothing, there is nothing anybody could say that would make sense to stop this man from doing business. It's just arbitrary enforcement. No, of, it's FDA, apparently. It the says FDA? here. Yep, it says here. According to the Food and Drug Administration's food code, live animals may not be allowed in stores that sell um, any certain, prepackaged yep, food, providing that food contamination cannot result. Well, except you, there there are exceptions here. Unless you have a customer who is, uh, you know, blind or has some all kinds right. of service all animal. kinds of service dogs the, uh, these days. I mean, you can get a service dog if you have an anxiety problem. So, Dude, I mean, my <laughs> ex girlfriend got a service dog by buying a service dog vest <laughs> on eBay, right? Yeah, she went on eBay. She bought a service dog vest on eBay and put it on our, uh, put it on our dog when I, she came up here uh, from Florida. When I, I first brought her. Yeah, you brought the damn dog. <laughs> I, I know. I brought the dog on the plane. I don't know if you right? should be admitting that. I'm, I don't care. It's federal crime or something. <laughs> federal but, crime, uh, but, please. But anyway, yeah, she was she was there for my anxiety. Yeah, I told him. I told them that. That's yeah. what I said. It's a service dog for my anxiety. Right. Because I wanted <laughs> to see just how ludicrous it could be. Yeah, and they let you on. And no problem. <laughs> well, isn't it illegal do? for them to question you if you have like a disability? They're it's not true. allowed to ask you any really questions about that. So they just, you just bring the dog on. I don't appreciate you asking me a question about that. It makes me. Angry. Anxious. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, or, or what you want is when you're going to do something like that, if you're going to do it, uh, you want to have something like anxiety or oh. seizures or something like that because they actually have dogs that can detect seizures coming on because they're just more sensitive to, uh, to things like that, you know, subtle things. And so you could look like a normal person. You don't have to be actually crippled to have a service dog. So there is one teeny little ray of hope for this man and his dog, and that is apparently in the law there are certain uh, res- there are certain things you can get around it. Like if you keep the dog in a certain area, like he might be able to work out so the dog can sit behind this like cigarette counter. <laughs> <laughs> toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As if long I've as ever... they keep a, have a license for the dog to be there, they pay the government for it. You can bring up anything, take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is 
Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, a Department of Children and Families love story. We'll share that with you. 800-259-9231. And uh, you can join us on our website. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcams, and even the Free Talk Live listen lines. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. At our website, we also have a great way for you to pick up gold and silver at discounted prices. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. I picked out uh, several coins there. And uh, it I, I think that you'll find them to be some of the best choices on the Internet and at some of the best prices you can find. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. And they also, if you want to you know, say make, make weekly payments or biweekly payments, depending on when you get uh, a paycheck, it's a great way to put a little money aside every week. Um, if you're the kind that uh, knows that you're going to spend it, like I am, <laughs> you just, all you have to do is call this number. It's 877-857-9938. Do a layaway. I think you should get 20, 25 coins uh, because it's best for shipping in that way. Uh, 877-857-9938. All right. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Dan in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, guys and lady. Um, I just listened to the Thanksgiving edition today of the um, uh, Free Talk Live, and I heard that uh, recording of the Christian side hug thing. <laughs> yeah. They and say it's a rap song for those listeners <laughs> that, are, that are not aware. It, it hit YouTube, I guess the Huffington Post posted it up, and it went big. It's essentially a recorded rap performance from a Christian concert which was it which was happening at a christian conference for youth pastors and youth group people in uh, in various different christian churches the church is a church out in california i forget the father's house is i think what its uh, its name is anyway the the just uh, the gist of the song is that the front hug is inappropriate that the front hug promotes feelings of lust that uh, it is it's wrong to front hug anyone but your wife or your you know significant other, someone you are married to. If you're a husband or wife, that was the only place where it's where it is appropriate. And other people, you are only allowed to do side hugs. And Jesus never front hugged anyone, according to the people. My favorite part about it was that just in the middle of it, they would say over and over again, "I'm a rough rider." And That's right. Can you really be a rough rider and promote Christian side hugging? I don't know. It didn't sound very rough to me. <laughs> and they were dressed really gangster too. Oh yeah, it was total rap. Uh, regalia, if you will, and there were gunshots in the oh, audio, yeah. police sirens. <laughs> but so, no hugging. But no no hugging allowed. So go ahead with your thoughts, uh, Dan. Uh, well, um, I am at least one Christian who is physically sickened by that. Hmm. Um, I, I just wanted to point that out. Um, Why? Uh, of course, I well, because... they. Well, I've always been frustrated by Christians who claim to be uh, our leaders, and we Christians are generally not very well represented by those who claim to be our leaders. And it's always the ones with the loudest mouths and the weirdest messages that get the most press. So I kind of wanted to point that out, and um, as for the particulars of why I was disgusted by that, uh, well, I, I understand that you can get a lot of silly beliefs whenever you have a system of belief that's based on faith, but it is possible to be internally consistent and um, reasonable within that set of beliefs. And I'd just like to point out that there's really absolutely nothing in the Bible that says that you have to hug people from the side. 
And that's pretty much what these people were claiming. So that that kind of frustrated me. It seems like a and, logical step to me. I, I um, you know, as I said on that show, um, I, you know, I've definitely hugged people from the front and thought, hmm, I'm feeling some good parts shoved up against me. Have you not felt that? It's Jeremy, right? It's Dan. Dan, excuse me. Yeah, well, um, I've also been in the mall and seen girls wearing uh tight jeans and had thoughts like that so i'm, I'm pretty clear I, that the mall can be a sinful place too <laughs> I, would, I would like to i'd like to give a theory and I, I i've studied this and and come up with some evidence for it but i don't really want to get too deep into theology but it seems to me that a lot of the things that jesus pointed out in the bible that talked about uh you know the rich man it's, it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven when you look at a woman with lust in your heart you've committed adultery with her in your in her heart uh, that goes along with the same passage where he points out that no one was able to follow the law, that essentially the uh, the law was put into place to prove that people can't live without grace. And uh, so he, he wasn't saying that thou shalt not look at women. He's basically saying it's not possible for people to match the standards of purity that the Pharisees were trying to uphold. So are you saying that it's your interpretation of the Christian religion that lusting is not against God? Well, it's whether it is or not, it's impossible to avoid. And the, and the point is that, uh, you know, everyone is... But the, wait, 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 Dan. Does that mean that a Christian should not attempt to avoid it? Because that's what they're saying in the song is that, well, you need to, uh, to stay a, as far away from lusting situations as possible and that they believe that the side hug will prevent some lust from happening. Uh... No, I don't think that it necessarily means that Christians shouldn't uh, attempt to avoid it, but... So then it's justified. Then the side hug is uh, is justified. Well, no, because the, the problem is that the standard that was set was impossibly high. So uh, I, I'm not saying that Jesus said that that lust was okay, but th- there's also a problem with the definition of of lust, and it gets into the interpretation of the uh, of that of the Greek in which it was written, and mm. the people have taken the a very specific act that is um, the word lust. I forget the Greek word, but it sort of invokes the idea of coveting something that's not yours, um, like okay. actually deliberately plotting to get something. Like uh, from a married woman, for example, who uh, is you know, or a woman who's married to somebody else. And so you're saying if you, so you're saying that if you've got a a female friend who is not yours, in that you certainly don't own her, uh, that uh, that hugging her then, by your definition of understanding of the word lust, does not necessarily meet the definition of the word lust because you're not attempting to uh, take proper, you're not you're not attempting to uh, take her as property or something like that. Am I misunderstanding? you're not well. The word adultery in there is important, it, and that is another very specific concept, which refers to a uh, uh, infringing on a proper relationship between uh, other people. And I, I, another thing that frustrates me, and I know that this is extremely common, is how how easy it is to take things out of context. Well, Dan, um, the Bible, how about so. a simple one here? Is it okay for Christians to have sex before marriage? Uh, yes, I think in a monogamous relationship it is. 
Really? Um, and then uh, isn't it pretty clear that uh, that that women, once they're married to a guy, that they can't have another husband in the Bible? So women really can't get a divorce. A guy could really have as many wives, according to the Bible, as he wants. So he could go. Um, you know, he could have a string of monogamous relationships, and then God might just consider them all his wives, and he's in he's in pretty good shape. But a woman really can only have sex with one man. Isn't that kind of how the Bible lays it out? Well, my uh, my morality comes from. Uh, the idea that relationships are sacred. And I believe that it's completely possible for a person to have a more than one relationship with somebody and not damage another person. But if by entering into multiple relationships, they damage another person and damage their relationship with them, that's where the sin comes in. It's like Christianity for a new millennium. I thanks, Dan, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. We've got some uh, some Christians that have uh, that kind of break from what the, what, what's commonly thought of as Christianity. I like it. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, uh, freetalklive.com features including the Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's completely free. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. How would you get, like to get a non-lethal weapon into the hands of your loved ones um, this holiday season with a stopping power that rivals that of a handgun? It's a Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. Its high level of utility comes from the fact that it's out in your hand and unlike all other weapons, and there's no expectation from the perpetrator that you have a weapon. Because when somebody sees a can of pepper spray, they just turn away. And that's why it's not that useful. However, they don't turn away from a flashlight in the same way. Uh, the Tiger Light. It's, uh, you can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a, a special Christmas rate over there at tiger.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, we continue here. You can bring up anything. Any further comments on the uh, the Christian side hug lusting thing? We just uh, we had just talked with uh, Dan a few moments ago in Pennsylvania, self-professed Christian who doesn't quite believe what is typically thought of as uh, Christian beliefs. I mean, a lot of Christians would say that you uh, you know you need to be married before you have sex, but he says that's not what he thinks. The Christian side hug seems to be taking that Christianity. To the extreme, I mean, I really don't think I ever met a Christian in my life who was against front hugging. And I'd it like did to, seem ludicrous. I'd like to point out that I'd say the majority of people I would hug would would be like my non-lover. I don't know. When I think about like seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time or like, I mean, you just hug them and it, it's most of the time it's a not human sexual thing. at all. It's, it's hugging and contact. You ever hug gen- your mom? I mean, really? Yes. Uh, hugging and contact in general is a is a very human thing, and which is one of my, the points I was making about this is that what they're talking about is separating people from from contact with one another and and I think that's pretty sick honestly I think it's very disturbing and they seem to be serious about it they were absolutely serious yeah. we watched another video where well, there's there's these two guys that were affecting uh russian accents it was really really bad uh and it was what, fun yeah but it was bad at the same okay. time 
uh, and they from the same uh, from the same organization. At the same and time, it, it was like it was the rules rap, as yeah. it was called. They and threatened people with a machete for for front hugging. Exactly. Yeah, they they threatened uh, to you know to hit you. It with was a machete. it was in a comical fashion, so I don't have as big you know it, it's not terrible to me, but it, but they're very serious. It's to show yeah, that they're serious. They're about serious this about this front hugging stuff. stuff. They didn't threaten someone with a machete over anything else. Right. <laughs> it's front hugging. So I think, but I think that this stands to reason from the standpoint of Christianity. Yes, that's what Jesus said, um, that you, you lust in your heart is the same as doing it in real life. And, uh, you know, having done, having given uh, front hugs to uh, people and thinking about it, uh, you know, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's lusting. And, and, you know, I can see why they would come up, come to that conclusion. What Dan's doing, and it's fine is sort of creating his own religion, calling it Christianity. I think it's great. That's yeah. cool. That's what they've done throughout the ages, because the, the religion that was Christianity in the first century and second centuries is nothing like what is Christianity today. And, uh, you know, these people are entirely different. Christianity was a, a, a protest religion against the Roman government. Mm-hmm. So somehow this same religion then got in charge of the Roman government and spread its power over all of Western Europe and, and as a result over North America and South America. It covers a great deal of the the globe now so it is in fact the opposite of what it started out to be christians aren't fed to lions anymore even they'll tell, talk about how it is that they're persecuted for their religion yeah. <laughs> i mean it's hey, the last laughable crap you've ever heard are you trying to get rid of christmas <laughs> well, well, just wait that's coming soon, they're right? jewish okay oh, they just don't want to say lady, merry christmas i saw a lady today who was wearing a pin that said it's okay you can wish me a merry christmas <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you can wish her a Merry Christmas if you no, want. No, I just think it's, it's funny. People are so, uh, they, they get so, gosh darned self-righteous about this stuff. Well, they want to be offended. People are looking for reasons to be offended. And it gives them a perfect a perfect excuse, a perfect opportunity. Yeah, I, I you know, let, let people celebrate the holidays they want to celebrate. Let them say it in the way they feel like saying it. Um, and, you know, I, I don't really care. If they say happy holidays to me, fine. If they say Merry Christmas to me, fine. It doesn't matter to me. Now, if the Christian view, the official Christian view, is that, uh, that, that contact elicits feelings that could get someone to lust, and that's sinful, and so therefore contact bad, Side hugging is better than a front hug, but some people were saying when we when I was looking uh, for information online about this, found a post by a Christian woman who said that she refuses to side hug, that she only will give a high five, <laughs> and so that's I mean, contact. Yep, she's, right. It's she's contact. protecting her goods from those lusters out there. Right. She's so, got some good stuff, man, and you can't just go squishing up against it. Why won't she go ahead and take it to the next level? Obviously, you could say the next level would be to not contact at all, but why not the next level? Because even if you're not hugging or, or high-fiving, you could still be lusting, right? You could still look and see. Mark, you admitted it's a burqa. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> the lady need, needs why, a burqa. Why isn't she wearing a burqa? Why isn't she going all the way? And I'm sure she, she – I mean, I'm, it's likely she dresses very conservatively, but not that conservatively. So why don't they bring the burqas uh, into the Christian religion if they're very serious about this whole lusting thing? Because anytime you've got a woman who, well, of course, you could point out that the burqas would still uh, they still look at the bring, eyes, right? You could still, well, they they kind of have a blacked out though, don't they? Uh, it they, depends on the burqa. Okay, depends on the country and and their particular culture. And that's the thing about the, but the <laughs> eyes can be very sexy. I mean, that can be very attractive. Well, <laughs> why don't they do what the Amish do and not wear makeup and wear the wear, very plain dresses mm-hmm. and all that other stuff? Um, you know, I mean. 
as though any of that stuff is going to stop a guy, a man who's driven by certain desires and testosterone and things like that, as though any of the these methods are going to prevent men from lusting and, and wanting to, uh, you know, to, to have intercourse with women. Now, see, that's what I want to know is why would God put not only the parts there, but why would he make them work in in the way that they work if we're not supposed to do this? Men are sexually driven for a reason and a good one so, so that the population will continue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one would point out that or I would point out that if if there is a God who, as the Christian religion would have it, uh, is has created all of this and has set down these rules and said, okay, well, you aren't allowed to think about these things and you certainly aren't allowed to do these things, these sexy things, unless you're married. Uh, If he's really set all this out, then he's really a sadist and a sicko. And I guess it's not sadistic, but uh, he's just a a twisted sicko. Right. And what I don't understand is I I, I get like in the ethereal world where you float around, how does one have lust? I mean, what do you look at to see lustfully? You know, that doesn't – to me, it seems like this sort of man-made sin. And you would have for, no want in, in an ethereal world. Right, right? and not, not in the same way. I, th- I think you could feel anger or wrath or something like that, supposedly, but I don't see how lust, you know, fits into that equation. To me, it seems like one of these man-made sins, kind of like cursing or uh, actually cussing because mm-hmm. uh, in ancient – you know, these ancient Jewish societies and all that stuff, they didn't – cuss. They didn't say the F-bomb. They said, may a thousand maggots infest your headdress. <laughs> you know, they said things like that. They cursed people. And so there's uh, the Christianity, there's a the prohibition against cursing, but it's not the same as cussing. A Christian, as far as, uh, you know, from a biblical standpoint, can say the F-bomb every other word and still not it's really not against be... God. Right. It's, it, it's not, but it's become a Christian prohibition because it's offensive to people. Mm. Rightly so, as far as I'm concerned. I think it sounds dumb when somebody I drops the F- F-bomb all the time. Too much. There's definitely can be too much. And certain words are not appropriate in certain situations, but I think words are words and meanings yep. change over time, and who cares? I, I don't care much. I, I think that uh, I, I try I to steer away from I think sometimes you can put real emphasis on, on something with a curse word that I, I personally like. I, I curse I don't disagree. probably more than, than some. I don't think I do it too much. I don't think I sound like an idiot, but I, do, I like cursing sometimes. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree that there are t- times and places uh, to drop them. I prefer not to because I work in the radio and I don't want to make that mistake, so I just try not to use them at all. Just in daily life. You mean. Yeah, uh, but you know, the, this is a new man-made sin, and I really feel like that was just you know for that time frame when they were it's very protective of their women. Well, wait, wait, wait. It's all man-made because the Bible was written by men. Sure, but even if you, <laughs> you know? look at it from the p- standpoint that God really exists or whatever. Yeah then I still don't see how lust is indeed a sin. It sounds to me like somebody created a sin because they don't want you looking at their wife. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything con on this or whatever you want in these remaining moments. There's enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you make it right now, tonight it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live... We ask that you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. It's a great way to get behind the show and help get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations across the country and bring more Internet listeners on board. Uh, Coming up this weekend, we're expecting to have a couple uh, new stations in Alabama come on, which I'm pretty excited about because they're actually going to start picking up uh, a couple of our weeknight hours as well. We weren't expecting that. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's great news. Uh, So the AMP program makes this stuff happen. It makes it possible. Uh, plus, a station in Central Texas will be joining us uh, as well. I can't get too detailed, because the more detail I get, the less likely it is to actually happen soon. So, uh, it's all happening, though. It's all coming down the pipe, and it's because of listeners like you promoting, helping get Free Talk Live on more stations by just giving us three bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com and get perks, too. Amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, recently, I've been using these neat little inventions called Tota Sacks. They, Me, too. Um, they they're, they're little uh, recycled handles. They're made of sort of uh, this composite material and right here in the United States, and it's 100% recycled materials, and they're great for all kinds of carrying tasks. What I use them for are grocery bags. They're, I find them uh, you know very useful for that and you don't need a shopping cart they're so easy to carry all those bags it's not unwieldy and it eliminates extra trips i had the um when i we went to the grocery store this weekend i had the baggers bag everything i'm talking about bottles of uh, two liter sodas everything and it was a big trip for us and i put everything on the tota sacks and i carried everything up into the house in one trip and and, i mean you know this was I, I had to weave, weave my way through some stuff. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but I could carry them. The weight of them wasn't the difficulty. The, the, you know, the problem was you know, just having all this stuff and trying to get through a crowded garage. Um, so it's totasack.com. Go there and check them out. They work. And, yep, they really do. You can, uh, they can, carry, you can carry a heck of a lot more with a totasack. And they have a Christmas special where if you buy two family packs, you can have one shipped to yourself, and they'll ship the other one for free anywhere in the United States. So you can send them to relatives. Totasack.com. Let's go to David in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. David, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, yo, how are you guys doing? Uh, this lust thing, uh, I think it's connected to selfishness, greed, and hate lust is Hmm. because when you lust after someone you're just worried about your own needs you're not caring about what it's going to cause in the heart and mind of the other person and you you don't you just hate the fact that you know that you the other person that's involved with that person you know like you know you don't care for them and i and that's what lust is so bad about because it's connected to the greed, hate, and selfishness. I I, I agree. I'd say he's right about that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree that uh, there there can be there are consequences that one doesn't think about when one's doing this porn star lusting thing, um, where they just don't really consider the consequences. But it's not somebody isn't always in a relationship, so that's not the same. Well, thing. even to someone uh, that's not in a relationship, if you're just lusting after them, you're not really worried about them, you know, because you just want to possess them for the moment and then toss them away like garbage. What so, if that's what they want uh, from you, too? Huh? What if that's what they want from you, too? Well, 
then that then that's a contract kind of that's an agreement you know well, I can see what yeah. Dave is saying I, I don't though. disagree with him I mean I'm, right. I'm just asking I'm just trying to uh, you know flesh this out here and I I, I hear what he's saying and I do but most think... of the time people don't talk about that you know yeah. if the, that this is just for here and now see you later you know then you know Unless you go to the red light district, you know. Right, a lot of people uh, will possibly lead the other person on into believing that there might be something more. Yeah, I think right. that's right. And then, and then they're not really caring that they're going to be heartbroken, and, and you know they could care less. Matter of fact, people love doing that to other people to see people in misery because actually, them people are in misery, and they think the lust is fixing their misery, but it's a whirlpool that just keeps bringing them down and down. You know? Yeah, you know, I'm, Dave, having been, uh, you know, like a guy who does this this kind of thing, I'm I'm trying to look at it from you that... You mean throwing women away like tissues? I, I, th- I think that the, that's pushing it, but I, I find that I couldn't really figure out what I thought about a relationship until I'd had physical relations with them. I just didn't, I, I just felt like I didn't know. I mean, how, how do I know whether I like them or not? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some I would like more than others after, uh, afterwards. And so, I mean, I think that different people come into a relationship, you know, like, uh, fill out a relationship differently. Uh, Dave. <laughs> the lust, today's lust is for money. I think it's even over sex, which is, you know, always been a, a thing anyway. Money is... You're saying people are lusting after money, they're lusting after power. I I definitely see where you're coming from, and Dave, as always, thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Julia, have you ever lusted? What are... I mean, is lust just... um, I've heard several different variations of the definition lust. What's it mean to you? Well, isn't it... If you're lusting after somebody, it just means basically that you want to have sex with them, right? Or... Is that not accurate? I don't know. That's what I would define Seems it as. Right. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. It, have I ever lusted after someone? Yes. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't with that definition, how would somebody not have right. lusted? I mean, that just well, doesn't make much sense. Well, that's what's kind of confusing. I've also heard some people describe the generation or the I'm sorry, the definition of lust as um, like if you if you maybe had a crush on someone and you and you you didn't want a relationship with them but you like wanted to have sex with them or something i've heard that called as lusting i don't know i've just heard different variations of the words and i think it's kind of hard to pinpoint an exact definition well, yeah well, and i've heard it, that lusting called coveting a neighbor's a wife which means that you could only then lust after a married person so I mean, yeah that doesn't make sense yeah and and if if you use if you extend that definition as to sort of a modern day version of marriage basically anybody a relationship i i think that to, to me lusting means kind of what to, uh, Hmm. I think that it just generally means wanting to have sex. I don't think it always necessarily means what Dave was suggesting, and I don't think he was saying it always meant that, but to him, uh, he interprets lusting as only wanting to take advantage of someone. I think that you can I think that you can lust without wanting to take advantage. I think that's possible, don't you? Well, um, I I don't know. I mean, I just I, to, to me, I think that uh, you know, like like Dave says, if grown adults uh, you know come to an agreement where they decide that they're going to have sex with each other, then you know that's fine. I don't think you should lie to people in order to get there. However, do people misrepresent their availability? Have I misrepresented my availability um, in a relationship? You know, I don't really think I was available even at any point emotionally available to any woman at any point even up to my wife 
well after we were married. I don't feel I was emotionally available to them. You don't feel you were... Wait a minute. Maybe I misunderstood you. You weren't emotionally available to your wife until well after you were married to her? Correct. I wasn't available for a long-term relationship to my wife until well after we were married. Do you feel like it was a mistake that you got married as early on as early on as you did? Would you have would you have reached that point of emotional availability without the marriage? I don't know. I if have, you just had a dedicated knows? relationship? Who can who can say anything? Life is all chance and circumstances. And that's why tying these things all up into sin and all that other stuff just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, you know, was there some pain caused for my wife when I was talking about you know, was thinking about getting a divorce? Sure there was. Yeah. But what is is the reward better for her now? I don't know. She's still with you, right? She's she's choosing. She's chosen to stay, and now she could I go. Think that, right? I think that the uh, situation is better. I just you know, I, I, I do I regret that it caused her pain? Yes, but. Do I regret having gone through that and grown? No. No. Like gotta, I just right. You've got to move on. You've got to. You, you've got to take what to happened. call interpersonal relationships sins seems uh, like you're, you're really pushing it. Murder's a sin. Yeah. I mean, this this lusting after a neighbor's wife thing. Uh, I don't know, man. It seems like you're pushing it. And then going on to you know giving hugs and squishing on people's good parts, calling that sin. That's really just crazy to me. I think um, also his point about it completely being selfish. Um, can you see someone or meet somebody that you'd be interested in having sex with and while being interested in yourself also be interested in them? Yes, yes. I think so. Because when I think about having sex, I enjoy pleasing as well as getting pleased. That pleases That's, me. Right, right. That's how I uh, tend to operate. And I don't think that Dave was... Obviously, he's not here to I think uh, his to definition of lust was a little bit different. I think that's sort of the danger of using the word lust. It doesn't necessarily really mean much exactly, right. if that makes sense. It, it does to me, and, and that's how I feel. If I were to be interested in, in another um, somebody else as far as sexually, it would be a give-and-take thing. I wouldn't be the kind of guy that would be just taking advantage of somebody. But that's to Dave what lust means. So... Dave must have another word for the wanting of someone when you want to reciprocate or when you want to uh, to please them as well. Well, um, you know, if you don't want to please them, then you're just somebody who doesn't want to participate in that act again, right? Like, in, right, <laughs> it's a one-time throw them away like a tissue. Kind right. Of. This is, uh, you know, it, it's 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 an it's a transaction. If you want to do business with that person on that level again, you need to they need to walk away from that transaction happy. We are done. Out of time for tonight. Joining you tomorrow night, it's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.